Hi, I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit, The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something that through no fault of our own or through our own making, we keep hidden, and that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change your perception about your circumstances. Regardless of what your personal experiences or traumas have been, this showcase series is designed to ignite the light in you, as well as providing safe harbor, education, personal growth, and resources, so that no matter where you are on your journey, you'll have the courage to move on when you're ready. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and then found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Everybody heals at a different pace, and we recognize that. So come on in, have a listen, and enjoy the ride at your own speed. It's a beautiful day in paradise. And I know my Canadian friends are laughing every time I say that, but it is beautiful down here in South Florida today. And I'm coming to you with an international thought in mind because my special guest today lives in the Republic of Slovenia. And I want everybody to pull out your maps, get out your Google, get out your Wikipedia, look to see where that is. Because even though I've lived in Germany and traveled in Europe, I had to pull up, you know, where is my guest living? And we're going to have a little bit of geography today, a little bit of history, and a little bit, a lot of bit of Miss Alexandra Rehar. So, Alex, are you here? Yes, I am. So, hello to everyone who are listening to uh, this show, yes. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, folks, to explain it, this, most of my guests I've not met in person. And Alex is one of those that I have not. But she is a friend of a friend of mine. When I interviewed Sammy Blindell, uh, we were doing something together. And Alex was one of her, is in one of her groups overseas. And I think has done, done a book with her. Uh, so I was introduced yes. through Sammy. And, um, and that's always fun to work with people that you know, like, and trust. So Alex, I'm so glad that Sammy got us together and that you wanted to go international because this is one of the first international uh, conferences or t opportunities you've had recently. So thank you so much for being my special guest. Yeah, thank you too for you for inviting me. Uh, yeah, and I'm really grateful uh, to Sammy. So yeah, she, she she's having really great connections, and she's really a great person. Also. She she certainly is. We've known each other for a few years and have yeah. had some really fun conversations. So. I always like to find out where my guests are from and their background, a little bit about their families. So first off, could you tell me a little bit about the Republic of Slovenia so that my guests can kind of get an idea of where you grew up? <laughs> so when I was born, actually, we have a country uh, which is also known in uh, the worldwide is Yugoslavia. So uh, when Slovenia decided to... Um, divide from this country. Actually, we are the northern um, uh, country from this Yugoslavia, and uh, this happened in 1991. I was a little girl and seven years old, I guess, yes. It was uh, something like six, seven years old. And I really couldn't remember everything what happened, but I just, it was a horrific thing to saw these things in Bosnia and uh, the other countries, but also um, I'm luckily a uh, lucky person to be in country which was not uh, involved in war, in war a thing uh, for so long time, yeah. So I don't have uh, trauma from this, um, this period of time, yes. Well, it's really good to hear because, you know, we're watching the news and I know that a lot of what we see is not necessarily the truth, but we do see the pictures of the families up in the Ukraine that are, it's just, I think, just horrible. And the, the impact yeah. that has on the children and the, and the women that are being sent across to Poland or to other places, that separation from families. So mm -hmm. fortunately... You didn't have that back then. 
Although I know there was a lot of, yeah. of strife uh, when Bosnia and, and Croatia and Serbia and all those countries were splitting up. Uh, I've got friends that live yes. in, in uh, Sarajevo and one of our, that, Nikki, the father, was one of the soldiers in Yugoslavia. And I remember my parents, when they were younger, they traveled over to Sarajevo. It was beautiful, a beautiful ski country and a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. So can you get, explain, what is the, what does Slovenia look like? Is it mountainous? Is it ocean? Is it, does it got, has it got everything? Yeah, uh, we have everything. We have mountains. We have like, uh, I think it's 60% covered by forest. So we have natural gifts uh, here. Uh, not gifts, but uh, natural uh, treasures. Uh, so yeah, we have seaside, sea coast. Uh, so it is about 36 kilometers. I don't know how much mile that is. Uh, long coast, but it is small, but it's still uh, good enough. We have lakes, we have landscapes, so yes, we are really abundant with everything here. Uh, and it is really nice, beautiful country. We have ski, um, ski uh, side, uh, uh, like ski uh, for ski things uh, to do and boarding and yeah, kiting also, surfing, yes. Well, it's beautiful, and, we and have in the re- a lot of activities here to do. Yeah. <laughs> when you grew up, were you were you active in sports, and or what did you like to do as a child? Well, I really um, experimented with sports, so I changed it a lot. So I do. Uh, I was doing as a kid uh, as a gymnastic and basketball, and also like. Um, we have, uh, I was training with, um, so the, the last thing w- what was pulling me it was dancing. So this was really one thing I, I enjoyed it much. And this, uh, what, is, uh, what was I doing for um, like 10 years about dancing classes. So yeah, I was really love to do these things. So enjoy the music and this was somehow pulling me uh, away from other problems uh, like I was having in my early childhood and uh, trauma from here, yeah. We'll move into that in just a minute, but did you, uh, do you have any brothers and sisters? I had, but they, they passed right. away. Uh, That's so, right. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I knew that, and uh, we, that was part of your early childhood experience. Yes. So, well, mm-hmm. honestly, let's go right into that then, if you, if you would be willing to speak up about that. Because you, you, did you yes. lose your brother first? No, uh, my sister was born before I was, uh, so it was two years uh, um, before me. And uh, she was only eight months uh, when she passed away uh, while she was sleeping. So she, she didn't live long enough. and. This was some kind of trauma um, transferred uh, through me when I was in my mother's womb, so I can felt her loss uh, for for so many years that uh, impacted on my life too. So then I was the middle one um, when she was uh, brought me into the, this world. Uh, she she said that I. I am her star, uh, so I'm sorry. I just need to take my breath. Um, well then um, my brother was uh, also two years old when when he passed away, so and he was born uh, uh, when I was four years old, and. Um, yeah, he was with Down syndrome uh, child, and he couldn't live long enough because medicine was not so um, so um, improved and uh, like like these days uh, because a child with Down syndrome um, today lives really long, and uh, back then he couldn't. So he was having uh, breathing problems and. And yeah, it was really uh, 
traumatic for me. Yeah. Well, you were you I'm were sorry. so little. You were so little. Yeah. And how how was your relationship with your mom then? I mean, you were you were like you said, her star. You were it. Um, yeah. Did she shelter you at all? Were you very protected, or did they give you some independence? Uh, she wants to gave me independence. She did actually. I was really independent and really um, like not like my uh, colleagues or school friends. I was really like adult one um, thinking back then. And but I can felt somehow that she she was really sheltered me and protecting me, and she was worried uh, about where where I am going, with who am I uh, going out, and also I can feel that uh, when I was also an employee, old girl, you know, uh, when I was adult, and yeah, uh, she was really protecting me, uh, that uh, something wouldn't happen to me, and she was afraid. I can feel, I can feel her fear for uh, such a long time for actually all my life, yeah. And this fear transferred uh, uh, to my behaviors and patterns and uh, etc. Yeah. Well, mothers, uh, I know I'm a mom of four. I I tended to, yeah. and I still do, uh, want to protect, <laughs> want to control some way. I I've learned that can't mm -hmm. do that, and uh, you know, it usually leads to a little bit of rebellion, but still love um, and we do it out of genuine concern and and that's mm -hmm. it genuine concern but it doesn't always doesn't always work but I, I mm -hmm. um, I'm at a loss for words I'm so sorry um, but so loss really was very prevalent in your young in your young life did you have grandmother uh, I, I think of the European family as being pretty um, well did you have grandparents or Connected. friends nearby yeah, I have, but they were 80, uh, 100 kilometers away because they okay. lived in Serbia. Mm. So when war happened, I, I just couldn't get to them. Like five years, we haven't seen. And um, yeah, it was really difficult to, to keep on this long distance relationship. And um, yeah, my father and mother were were very alone in this country. and. They couldn't lean on somebody or uh, taking care for me, so they were all involved into my um, raising me as a kid. So yeah, mm -hmm. they were involved in this uh, all along. So it is it was quite difficult for them because they were working and yeah, when you have nobody, you are really alone. <laughs> yeah, in this situation. Absolutely, it, and I'm just trying to get a feel for were you in a, in the country in a small town? Where, where did you live? Mm -hmm. I was living in Domžale, so this is like 15 kilometers away from our capital, which I live now. So I live in capital uh, city Ljubljana, uh, which is a really beautiful city with I I don't know maybe 500,000 people mm -hmm. now. Um, so it is small for I don't know worldwide capitals, but yeah, it is lovely because we have really uh, rivers here and hills and yeah, sounds very pretty. And uh, again, look at the map, folks. It's it's surrounded by Italy and Austria, which are two of my favorite countries. Uh, Hungary, Croatia, the the Adriatic Sea. I mean, it it sounds it sounds idyllic, and especially from us that are from afar. Um, but there was there was terrific loss and, and a lot of strife going on in in the country at the time. So you grew up and um, went to school there, played there, loved dancing. Dancing is great. I give you um, I honor your your dancing and your ability. I took one ballet class and said I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't my, it wasn't my thing. I loved music, uh, mostly playing playing the piano and and playing music, not actually dancing to it. Uh, but one thing was interesting, I, and I didn't realize that you lost your brother and, and sister when you were just such a small child, and you mentioned something about the in vitro trauma, uh, and we've talked in the show, in, in past shows, about generational trauma, and mm -hmm. how 
what happened to our grandparents, you know, transmits to our parents. And then, you know, we look at stuff. I look at things my father did. I'm like, why in the world yeah. is dad doing yeah. that? And then I find out about his grandparents. I'm thinking, oh, that's exactly where that came from. But, you know, I, I hadn't heard much about um, and the babies, the in vitro babies, absorbing some of the trauma that their mothers are going through. And that's interesting, and I'm sure you've done work on that. And, and again, your mom was very protective of you at that point, but I'm sure wanted you to learn some independence. So as a mother yourself with a six-year-old, are mm-hmm. you very protective of your daughter too now, or do you, are you allowing her a little bit of independence also? Uh, I'm just keep on motivating her because uh, when I become a parent, I was really highly aware of what what do I don't want to transfer to her. So I was really uh, highly conscious uh, as a parent. Uh, I don't want to repeat my um, mistakes um, from early trauma or my losses. So. I'm not very protective mother, so I leave her freedom. I just want uh, that she developed in really healthy and empowered girls so uh, she can be independent and choose what she wants to do in her life. So yeah, I'm not protective as well, uh, as my mother was. Uh, I'm really aware of that patterns. And when I was dealing with, like, I don't know how, how long for... 30 years um, dissolving my uh, sabotage and uh, dissolving my patterns and uh, yeah I was really working on it hard to to change my um, best um, emotions and uh, drama and everything else what was going around with this yes could you go into that a little bit when you say that you, you sabotage, you, 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 well, actually the title of our show is From Sabotage to Success. Mm-hmm. What do you feel were the things that sabotaged you as you were growing up? What held you back from doing what you really wanted to do? Well, actually, I didn't have the courage to, to, to jump uh, with, I don't know, my business. This really reflected on my business uh, levels because... Whatever I wanted to do, I was building it, and I crashed from before even started starting it. So um, I was just thinking that I wasn't good enough, that uh, that I don't deserve this. You know, this limiting belief that is holding you uh, back, and uh, that I'm not the one of the rich person who 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 um, already have everything. Who am I to do this? And I was really a big, um, how should I say? Um, I was doubting in everything. I I really uh, start from scratch and doing it. And yeah, uh, this was really sabotaging me and my money and cost me a lot of money. And uh, this was just from lack of courage and lack of self confidence and lack of not believing in myself, that I'm capable and good enough, yeah. Were there, were there people when you were young that, uh, that were bullying you or telling you those things? Because how did you hear those? In your, I mean, it's in your mind at that point, but what, what created that mindset for you, do you think? I think that the one pattern I pick up was really from my father figure because when I was growing with him. He was constantly here, but disconnected from me. So I was constant feeling that I don't deserve his attention, that um, I'm not his girl, so that I don't belong in this planet. So I was really having these thoughts back then when I was a little girl because he was not present in the moment with me when um, and he was constantly I don't know looking at TV and and uh, reading those uh, papers um, news and uh, newspapers and yeah he was really not present with me when I I was needing him uh, to be as a support to be as a um, 
one person like who would protect me who, who when I would feel like safe with him so the father figure is also giving you a part when you need to feel safe and this what uh, what was on uh, what what was I not getting from him yes this was one thing but the second thing was like um my mother, she wasn't bold enough uh, to change uh, her job because she was working in Bank of Slovenia, and uh, uh, yeah, she, she was having um, her steady job, and she she wasn't taking a risk to do something else in her life, and uh, I think that this was combination of two figures uh, that uh, was really conflicting in myself, in my inner voice, and I couldn't uh, understand uh, back then what am I doing wrong, actually. Did your mom express her frustration with that job, or did she just take it? Yeah, she was really a drama person. Mm. <laughs> I can tell that. Uh, she was really um, crying and um, complaining about her job but she didn't change nothing uh, so uh, that she could feel better about it and uh, that she could find another job and yeah she was in constant worry uh, because she was having me how uh, how would uh, how would she survive if uh, she were if she changes that job and she couldn't take care for us so yeah this was uh, these were her worries and at the end, it manifested somehow that uh, her words were manifested uh, at the end. Yeah, we were struggling with the money and everything. So, yeah, this was really like a big pattern uh, when I was picking up as a child. So, uh, transfer to the adult, um, yeah. And so, loss, loss kept on then. You ended up losing your mom uh, in 2006, I believe. And where yes. did that put you? Because I, I read and, and listened to something about where you said that you, you know, you kept doing it alone. You felt like you were alone, and you wanted, yes. you know, what happened after your mom died? Because you could have just given up then too, but you didn't. Yeah, I could. Uh, before she, uh, before she died, I was having a really a uh, car crash accident. When I was uh, rushing to, uh, on my job, so um, I think I was having um, like um, um, this experience of ND. Uh, so yeah, um, I was for a second outside of my body, and I knew that something would happen. So I can feel that some big changes are happening. So. Uh, two months later, she she really got ill, and uh, she was really like struggling with her illness uh, for a uh, half year. And when I lost her, it was really big loss uh, for me because um, this was the only rock, I should say, uh, for me when I could trust to her, and I really. Uh, she was really guiding me somehow, and when I lost her, I really felt that I am alone. I don't have a guide here to guide me through my life. So I was just starting to live, and, you know, when you ask your mother, is that uh, thing uh, that I'm doing right to do, and she answered me, uh, you should uh, reconsider, or some advice she would give me, I miss that a lot. So uh, this is the reason why I felt so alone in this situation. So I was having an apartment which I would need to pay a rent and I was having a steady job. Uh, so uh, this was really a game changer for me because suddenly somehow I need to, to resolve those problem, problems uh, or what was she having on and her burden to take. and. Yeah, it was a lot to take for me. Um, so this was really a period of time um, when I was having a big transformation uh, in my life. Yeah. And you were going to make some big changes and 
mom basically came back and said, listen to your gut, you know, do something different, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. She, she would say that and uh, yeah, when she died, um, um, this was like uh, 2011 when I was losing my job. And so this was another loss for me because I didn't feel the trauma. It was still fresh for me and then hit me like a truck uh, and I was losing again in my life. So I felt like a loser. Um, so I felt like maybe a person who doesn't deserve anything in this life. So I was having a suicidal thought in 2011 uh, when I was losing a job and I couldn't find any job in the uh, uh, internet or um, when I was applying, uh, I didn't get the answers and so I thought, oh, am I really incapable of doing something because I was sending my CVs to, to um, I don't know, to the stores to, to lower, um, so uh, you name it, the job. So I, I picked everything in the field I could get, so I didn't get any job and then when I was having those suicidal thoughts, my mom just uh, reached me and told me um, look in uh, another direction because you won't get any job in uh, in your lifetime. So I was thinking that I'm insane uh, because I was hearing her voice so loud, loudly and clearly. I couldn't um, lie to myself that she wasn't here because somehow um, I was really uh, felt her presence um, and I think she was really physically there. So preventing me from these thoughts and to see in uh, other direction of my life, yeah. I think she was, was really, she, was, uh, <clears throat> she was still there taking care. And, uh, yeah, and sometimes she was, but I didn't hear her uh, until then, yeah, uh, she was really present, yeah. Well, you were at a turning point too because you could have hurt yourself, harmed yourself, done yourself in, or you could have moved on. And I think mm -hmm. she felt like it's like when you know we we tell our kids no or we you know tell them to do things, but it's when they're running across the street and the car's coming that you go and mm -hmm. grab them. You know, you just grab them, yeah, and and yeah. it's even that's a traumatic thing for both mother and daughter um, to be grabbed out of that spot. But it it was certainly a wake up call. So. Where did you go from here? What was your, uh, was that your, your low point and what were the steps that helped you to get out of that point and where did you go then? Yeah, this was my really low, low point in my life because I need to change something and I felt it deep inside but I didn't know what. And I was really deaf to hear these things, you know, um, like I didn't know that spirit worlds exist and I think that I might, I might, I might go to the mental hospital because I hear those voices louder and louder and louder, and I think, am I insane or what? Or uh, then I saw, uh, you know, uh, uh, Teresa Caputo on TV show uh, in America. She is very well known um, uh, medium, uh, and I saw that these things exist really. And then I go uh, dive deep into uh, research and uh, to see what is going on with me. And I found a teacher who taught me how to manage those voices in my head because this was just not my mom. This was my grandfather and my uh, grandmother and also the people who passed away and um, and I have to somehow manage this because it was really intensive and annoying at that time because uh, then other spirits comes and joins and you need to live a life here on the earth. And yeah, it was really quite a turning point in my career. So um, I was starting as... Um, using my intuition to help people, uh, to help, to guide them through. So uh, this was really my, um, my beginning 
um, to to working with uh, my clients and my career, and then I was slowly shifting it uh, from from there and de well, developing from there. If I'm hearing it correctly, I mean, and this happened to me too, that losing your job actually turned out to be the best thing that could have happened for you. Yes, it was because I was really. Um, unhappy uh, when I was having uh, that job uh, because it was not fulfilling me anymore and it was exhausting me and uh, somehow I needed a break from this and this was the turning point yeah when my mom uh, was uh, contact me and uh, shifting me from this point of view like uh, mindset of having a steady job to something else and developing something else which is, which is more spiritual but also um, a real blessing in my life because when you connected uh, uh, when you get connected to your true self you really know who you are and you cannot uh, ignore this uh, for a long time because it's is like a shadow on you and you have to deal with it yeah and dive deep into those spiritual gifts and what you have and what why you are here well I think what's important though is that that you stopped trying to do it yourself by yourself and you sought someone that you could trust it could have been the therapist or a teacher or someone to work, help you work through it and I, I believe that all of us, you know, we've had something happen to us and we've hit rock bottom. If we leave it to our own devices, it's very difficult to take that first step to move out. You know, and, and there's, like I said, there's no I in team. And sometimes we do need yeah. that team around us to help us move forward. So your mission in life right now is to get a million women explain mm -hmm. where do you want a million women to go and and where and why and how are we going to do it well um the last calling i get from my spirit guides uh was that i need to um lead the women and to uh to help them to develop those leadership skills as a spiritual being so what do i mean by that because we we are really involved in um, community and in the worldwide. We are involved in this um, masculine world energy, and we run from that uh, space or point of view. But what we do need to shift is actually to become more feminine and more uh, with a, a tender uh, and compassionate way of leading. So uh, we have a lot to do here and also I would love to see women um, that they are thriving and using their gifts so to acknowledge why are, are they here and uh, what, what actually um, is her mission to do so uh, this is why I'm helping these women to, uh, to get from uh, her from inside and to see what is she born uh, for. And women are, can be very powerful in their femininity. And we're not saying, you know, yes. be, be quiet or whatever. I mean, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of women friends, entrepreneurs, the, uh, social changers that are, they have a passion. You know, I always say mm -hmm. that, that the pain that we've had in our past becomes our purpose. And then our purpose becomes yes. our passion. And yes, you, yes. that's what's happening with you and the loss of so many people. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that the compassion that you have and the folks that you've lost, you know, I believe too, and, and mm -hmm. families are forever, but the folks on the other side that are coming back to help you now, saying, you know, your mom is mm -hmm. telling you, do this, or your grandparents, or whatever. I think we're all in it together, and a lot of folks say that's woo-woo, but I, I, I truly believe that's not, that we are, we are all here together uh, in different places and, you know, on the other side of the veil for many of them. Um, but when my husband passed yeah. away, 12, it was actually 12 years ago tomorrow, 
there were times mm-hmm. when I I felt alone, but then I would say I'd get angry as I was swimming and saying, you know, okay, so where's the password for this? Or how do I do this? And then this was your company. You've got to help help me guide me through this. And I would get the inspiration mm-hmm. that I knew was from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many times yes. it was a kick in the pants saying, all right, you can do this. You don't need me to help you anymore. Be strong <laughs> and believe in yourself. And that I believe that's yes. what you did. You started to believe in yourself and yes. started to speak up. And so how are you helping women now? Yeah. What programs are you doing now in, in, your, in your business, in your coaching? Well, I was developing a lot of programs in my past for Slovenian people. So uh, uh, it was really like one of the um, pinpoints that program was really based on self-sabotage. So um, this was a six-step program, but now I'm developing a quantum business leaders program. So I want to see those women to unleash and to to find um, themselves in those uh, in this quiet space and to actually act from uh, from here and uh, to nurture their treasures and also understand how to use uh, these skills and uh, intuitive uh, skills as uh, as a strength as a superpower as a, so they can lead and be successful of what they're actually doing. And this is my mission from now on, yeah. So um, this program will be launched soon, uh, yeah. And you actually, uh, you're an author now. You wrote uh, uh, an excerpt in a book called The Law of Brand Attraction. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? Yeah, this story was actually um, quite a... um, how should I say, a coincidence. Uh, yeah, it was one of my mentees that was introducing me to Sammy Blindell, and actually I am a co-author of this uh, Love Her Brand Attraction too, which I wrote that story in um, how to stop self-sabotage and uh, be successful in, uh, and this was right, uh, written right there and uh, you can read my story there for those who really want to um, dive deep so I just can't say much here uh, yeah but um, it was uh, like last year 17 April, April uh, was uh, launched and uh, I was really enjoying to write that story in six days because we have only six days to write here in, uh, and it was really creative moment to write, uh, and I just want to lead that story um, to to how to live with your purpose actually, and to change that point of view for you uh, and serve with that gift. How did you feel during the writing and then after the publish the publication of it? Well, um, when I was writing, I was really nervous because this was uh, my first writing in the book. So um, I was saying myself, oh my gosh, how should I write these things in six days? So it was really short term to write and um, then I was just um, living to universe and I just say to myself what what is need to be written it will be I just trust my gut uh, so the proper words uh, downloaded and um, yeah I was just writing it and I was happy when I was launched it and um, I was really proud of myself that I did something in my life and leave a legacy and uh, yes, this was my happy moment in my life. Well, I congratulate you on that because there is something Thank very you. frightening. There's something very frightening about getting your story out uh, to the to the yeah. world, but something very empowering once you've done it. And yeah, I because felt that way. When, yeah. my, when, when my book came out too, because then what I found is that the the story doesn't define you, 
the story was a part of your past, but now it's something that you can launch from to do something greater. And that's where your purpose is coming yeah. in. And I've, I read your story, and I, I really liked it, and I'm glad we talked about many of the things in this show. But there, there is something that you want to do going forward. And so how can people get a hold of you now? How can they work with you? Well, they can work with me uh, um, in one-on-one -on -one, uh, program. So I, I'm just more a person of quality, not quantity. So I'm, I like to do with the person personally. So uh, I'm just for now having one-on-one -on -one program. Uh, and uh, yeah, because I believe that empowering women is really something that you need to do um, closer and more um, connected so I can feel more connected to you when I'm doing this one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, uh, this is how can they reach me through my email and uh, get, uh, how should I say, get she done, uh, get she done, <laughs> get on work with me <laughs> and get she done, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it done. Um, and, and it's really great because I, I did read in your story where you said that it all starts with uncovering the inner diamond within you. Yeah. And do we all have an inner diamond? Yes, we do. We all have our gems inside us. We, we all are special uh, within. And uh, yeah, I believe that uh, we can all shine like a star, like a bright star. So there's no reason to not starting it and to start develop your uh, journey and to believe in uh, who you really are inside you. When you also said that your intuition will always lead you to the right people. And I'm thinking yes. back on some of the things that happened to me during the scam, and I was like, oh my, I was listening to my intuition. I, I, I really thought that that guy that I you know, was falling in love with was the right guy, and, and I, I, you know, I prayed about it, and I, I really felt like it was the right thing, and when it all came crashing down and burning, I'm really mm -hmm. questioning, what in the world was I listening to? What was I thinking? And when you're in the middle of it, you really question, you doubt, you're like, oh, that was so silly, so stupid, mm -hmm. so whatever. And then now looking back 10 years later, thinking, wow, that was probably one of the better things that could have happened to me because of what is happening now. And same it's thing greater. with you. Like, the best things <laughs> yeah, come out of the yeah, worst things. Yeah, it is things. beyond, yes, the beyond, it, this is beyond the words because when we are losing, so this is why I wrote that quote, don't be afraid to lose because you are already on your way to the winning, but people are afraid to lose. They cling on uh, on mm, their past and they're in just their comfort zone, so uh, the fear is really common here and your doubts and everything that goes along with. But... Um, when you leave that behind and you just let it go, you see the diamond and why, uh, why was this necessary to do or to walk through it because you gain um, here a lot of experiences and when you are doing those quantum leaps in your journey, uh, you will never doubt it or um, judge it about uh, that this is something wrong to do, uh, you will be 100% sure that you are on the right way. And the more you are doing this, the more you are, uh, the less you are afraid of doing those leaps um, to your, toward your success. Thank you very much. That is so true to that you know, if you just leave the, you can't leave, well, you can't do without fear. I've been reading a great book called uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway um, yes. by Susan yes. Jeffers. Yes. And I listen to it. I read it. I just I get so excited about it because it is, there's so many great things in it about, about we don't want fear to be gone because fear is what moves us. 
you know, fear is around yeah. us, but it's it's when you can walk through it or run through it or jump through it, whatever you want to do with it, uh, and you look back and say, well, that wasn't so hard, and boy, that was exciting. And for the, I, I remember a couple of years ago when Sammy and I first met, we were at Changing uh, Awakening Giants in San Diego, and mm-hmm. I was on a confidence course and went up to the top of a 30-foot pole and then jumped from that pole over to a trapeze and caught that trapeze. And it was probably mm-hmm. six or seven feet away, and I closed my eyes, and I just said, just jump. And I had that, what I call the Tinkerbell moment. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And honestly, I can feel it today. I can feel that, my feet just flying in the air and just kicking and saying, oh, my gosh, that was so exciting. I didn't think about fear at that point. It was just cool. Mm-hmm. And and. Everybody was cheering, and I was cheering from the inside out, and I could have been just crippled by fear when I stood up on top of that pole and looked down, because I'm like, I don't want to yeah. be up here. It's like, you know, it's like when I was standing in, a, mm-hmm. in an airplane getting ready to go skydiving with my daughter. I put my foot out, and I'm like, don't look down. Just jump. Mm-hmm. And that's what we yeah. need to do to be successful is just jump through the fear, and like Susan says, feel the fear and do it anyway. And in spite of loss, mm-hmm. you've had so many losses in your fa- in your life. But I'm looking at your picture right now with your beautiful smile, and I can feel the strength <laughs> that comes from within you, because you did find yeah. that you uncovered that diamond, and you could have been held in yeah. in the victim or doubt space, and you chose not to. So, Alex, thank you so much. People can get a hold of you at quantumbusinessleaders at gmail dot com. And I yeah. will put up a slide with your uh, link tree uh, access to your Facebook mm-hmm. page and that so they can so they can find you. Uh, the book again was go ahead call, the name of the book that you're the author or co-author in. Yeah, uh, the quantum no, uh, sorry, the law of the brand attraction too. Yeah, written by uh, 26 co-authors and also forward by John Dr. John Demertini. And yeah, and Sammy Blindell. So it was really a great book, and with a lot of advices of other uh, authors also. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, we do encourage folks to write, to get their stories out, to stand up and speak up about those stories because it's important. It, it makes you strong from the inside out. So Alex, again, thank yeah. you so much for being my very special guest coming to us from Slovenia. Again, folks, look up Slovenia. Thank it's a beautiful you. little country in Central Europe. Beautiful people, beautiful uh, mountains and sea and and just great history, great history. And uh, some great people that are living there. And I'm so excited that we've been able to connect, Alex. And uh, you're one of my, well, you are my very first guest from Slovenia. So thank you for kicking <laughs> off thank my you. new season. I have a season three of Stand Up and Speak Up is starting up. And uh, this is a great way to, to end season two. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you. And... Uh, have a lovely day, I should say, uh, in front of you because we are going to the evening now. <laughs> also, yeah, absolutely. Slowly. <laughs> Thank you so much, and and uh, we will we will sh- stop the show here, but get on uh, to our our days. And uh, really appreciate you again for being with me today. So, hang on, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right, so. We do have some guests. Some of our guests had to pop off. Some of my friends were, were popped off, but um, I do still have mm-hmm. one here. I don't know. We have a 516 number. That's me. Hi, me. Thank you for joining Hi, us. It's Susan. Hi. I was listening um, very intently, and from what I heard, it seemed that... Um, she was receiving messages very strongly uh, that were sort of subliminal, if you will, or, you know, just hearing this inside her mind. And that's amazing. And sometimes I related to this because once in a while I would have such a vivid, vivid dream after being very, very focused during the daytime hours of something that was upsetting to me. And then the dream Mm -hmm. came forth in such a vivid way, and I am a vivid dreamer, but this, you could tell the difference, and I would like to have more access to that ability. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Well, Alex said at one point I was reading somewhere where it really comes down to taking a pause and just listening. Right, Alex? Take time to just mm -hmm. absorb. And yeah, just find yeah a quiet space uh, where nobody is bothering you and just listen what uh, you have inside you well actually we can say this is uh, a voice of uh, God or universe or your loved ones in heaven uh, so actually this is quite um, you can see by um, you can see like pictures or you can hear words or you can uh, see your in, in your imagination but whatever it is it is right for you mm. as long as it feels uh, lighter and uh, lovingly yeah because they they are really motivating us to do those changes what mm. we need to do in our pathways yes well, I yeah. found that I need yeah. to put a notebook beside my bed because that typically happens in the, in the middle of the night. <laughs> and by the time I wake up, really wake up, I've forgotten. So if I get up mm -hmm. and write it down really quick, even if it's penciled in the dark, you know? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, because we can dream also at the night uh, while we are sleeping. Also, we can download those messages. Yeah. It says we let the world and, and the, the morning, you know, blind what we've what we've been looking at it's like ah just turn off the world don't turn on the news turn on some quiet this morning i actually turned on a, one of your uh, youtube interviews <laughs> so that was a great way to start so susan thanks for joining us and um alex again thanks so much for being my guest i'm gonna i value your time and uh we'll get a video off to you if you've got any other pictures because i've you don't have a lot of pictures out there on social media that I could that I could no uh, no take. <laughs> because I didn't picture a lot. Yeah, but send <laughs> I me would some do in my future. <laughs> and I and I will put a lot out about about your beautiful country too. And uh, you know if you've got pictures from the book or whatever, uh, it'll be a fun video. And uh, and I really appreciate it. So thanks for being my guest. And Miss Susan, have a wonderful day. And Thank I will you. be in touch with you guys. Enjoy. Thank you. Take Thank care. you. All right, ladies. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Bye, dear. Thank you for listening to Stand Up and Speak Up. We are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and to being your best self. If you are the victim of a scam or cybercrime, please visit againstscams.org for assistance and guidance about options and recovery. SCARS, the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, is an incorporated nonprofit crime victims assistance organization based in Miami, Florida, supporting scam victims worldwide. If you can, make a small donation to help victims around the world receive the help they need. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you or anyone you know struggles with the pins and needles or numbness in their hands and feet, check out our Benfoteaming products at BenfoComplete.com. Use the special code STANDUP for a 5% discount on your purchase. Again, thank you for being with us today. Go to my website, The Woman Behind the Smile, for additional resources and information. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and enjoy the replays. My books are all available on Amazon.com and Audible, and I encourage you to join us again. Have a great day.